Okay, good evening. Thanks for coming. So we are up to Simon Tzadi Dalid. We are up to Siv Vav, and hopefully today we'll see Vav, Zion, Ches, and Tes. And uh, next time we meet, we could learn Simon Tzadi Vav. So hopefully we'll finish Simon Tzadi Dalid tonight. So let's see the Shulchan Aruch and Siv Vav. So the next four Sifim are fairly straightforward, but there's always what to learn and what to discuss on each Sif. So Siv Vav says like this, the Tzalim you have onions or vegetables. Let's ignore the fact that onions might be davar harif, might be considered sharp. We'll learn that in Simon Sadivav, what's considered sharp. Let's just assume vegetables, shabalumi basar, they were belea from meat, meaning you have a potato from your chalant that you removed from the chalant, so it's 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 fleshix. For Ashkenazim, you'd have to wait six hours. And now, bishlam bikdera chileves. You're warming up leftovers Sunday night. You took a potato from the chalant. You put it in, or you took a carrot from the soup, chicken soup, and now you cooked it in a milchik pot. You put it in a milchik microwave, something like that. So what's the halacha? In your day, if you know how much meat was absorbed in these vegetables, let's say you only put one small piece of meat, and you know it can't be more than that, in the blia. Additionally, we learned that we go by the, we calculate and we go by the percentage. So let's say you had a chalant and 10% of the chalant is meat. Let's ignore the fact that perhaps there's, there's shuman fat that comes from the meat as well. But let's just assume it's only 10% meat. So your potato only consists at most of 10% of a blia of fleshix. So if you know how much fleshix is in, only 10% of the potato, all you need is 60 times in your new, uh, again, you're taking the potato or the carrot from the soup, and now you're warming it up in a milchik pot with other water and other liquids in there. So if you have shishim against the meat component, then that works. Okay? Now, what does this mean? What's the chiddish? So the Ramah points out, You can't say, and I need bittel against the entire potato. The potato was kosher. It just had fleshic blee in it. That's heter. All you need to do is count 60 times the absorbed meat taste in the potato. And if you have 60 times that in your bowl of liquids or other, other spaghetti, whatever you put in there, then it will be fine. This is only part, right? Part of the stuff. Right. right. If you took the actual meat... You need shishim times the meat. No, I'm talking about the second pot is pie. What is the second pot? Is is is, is milk? No, so it's milchig bowl. Oh, you're saying it's milchig. No, no, even if it's milk, it's as well. So if it's even if there's a milk milk in the bowl, yeah. the potato doesn't come chetichanas and available because it's already because the, the the meat part of it already is touching milk right away. Why wouldn't that happen right away? It it, it won't because if you have shishim sixty times milk against that meat, it'll be bought right away. See, so even if you put it, taka, you put it into milchik, so you have the same, same heter. Okay? Hoyovadayin kuloi heter. V'lachin ein sarach l'shaya rak negin mashabala. Okay? Next, the Ramah adds one more thing. V'kol shkein b'gdeira shechalav shebishabah mitmayim toich me'is le'is. Let's say you took this potato, or you could say it's a different case. You took a milchik pot that was used the last time it was used was uh, 36 hours ago. And then 
you um I'm sorry, it was it was Toich Meisleis. You had you cooked water within 24 hours. And now you cook meat in it. You don't need 60 times all the water, the previous water. All you need is rock It's the same thing, essentially. The point is that there's no on the milk. All you need to do, I'm sorry, there's no on the water. All you need to do is have bitl against the previous, you know, uh, use of the pot. In other Another uh, another way of learning this halacha, which is much more relevant, is that there's two heterim we always talk about. There's the bittel b'shishim, and there's also a heter of ena ben yoyman. So let's say a person used a fleshig frying pan, and they use it to fry, um, to make an egg, an egg with cheese. They call the rav, they say, I used the wrong frying pan by mistake. I don't have bittel on the eggs against the frying pan. Did I, uh, did I trafe up the pan? But anyways, you have to capture the pan. But did I? Am I allowed to eat this egg and cheese omelet? So the rub is going to ask you, when was the last time the frying pan was used? Now you used it that morning or five minutes ago to make a plain omelet. So what's your answer? Is my answer is yeah, I just used it five minutes ago, or the more precise question is, when was the last time this pot was used for hot flashics? It was used for power. I don't care if it was used for power. I only care when it was used for hot flashics previously. The subsequent power of cooking, didn't change anything. That's how we paskin. And as long as no, it was how much how much time has to elapse? Twenty four hours by by a regular case. There are there are there are t- sometimes it's a little different, but in a normal situation, twenty four hours had to elapse. If twenty four hours since the flashic use. Then, the, then if you made an omelet with cheese, you could eat the omelet. Now, anyways, you have to kasher the pot, the pan, because it has both the blee of basar and the blee of chalab. Now, the shach points out, and many parts can point out, that let's say you had a, um, let's say you had a case where it was, it was, uh, it was iser. It was, non, it was a non-kosher pot. And now they used it for parv, we'll call it a neutral product. And you're not eating it. That was done within 24 hours. And now you used it again. My question is, do I need 24 hours that the, the equipment is dormant? Or do I simply need 24 hours since the previous trafe use? In our case, there's no chaticha nas in the vela because it was heter. So you had a fleshig blia in the pan. 24 hours elapsed. Since the fleshig blia, there should be no problem. Ah, you, you cooked water in there, so big deal. The, the meat came out, it went back in, but it, it didn't create a new iser. It's not chaticha nasas novela. Versus when I have treif, treif going into the water, the water becomes treif again. That water that becomes treif is a new iser of treif water. That treif water will go back into the into the keli, chaticha nasas novela, and I need another 24 hours. So by iser, we would be machmir. By Hector, we were Mako. One Afkamina, what one interesting difference would be, let's say, grape. So this would be in a in commercial kosher setting. Let's say you have a company that does grape juice, non-kosher grape juice. We have many companies that do this. And they they uh, have a kosher program, have 24 hours down, and then start Monday morning as kosher. You only run grape juice on Friday. Fine. Let's say new company comes in. Private equity, private equity comes in. We're running seven days a week. I don't know about this kosher business. We're running seven days a week. So what do you do? So a good eight would be, 
find 24 hours worth of product that's neutral, non-certified. You have a random private label of apple juice that he doesn't care about kosher. Can we use 24 hours of apple juice as a buffer in between the non-kosher grape and my certified, you know, kosher powered mahadrin apple juice, right? Can I use a neutral product as a buffer? So it depends. If the product is treif on a deraisa level, we would say chaticha nas nevela. So then the blia would go out and go right back in. Chaticha nas nevela wouldn't help you. So you never have ene binyamoy because it's it's chaticha nas nevela. But since grape is only aser midrabanan, and you have machloikas, if we say chaticha nas nevela by shari surim, lahalacha rabbi says we could be makel on this case, and therefore many products they, they would use as a buffer. For the 24 hours, which comes out, by the way, here's a chap. So let's say you have a product that's non-certified. You find the non-certified. I'll give you an example. You have Starbucks uh, lemonade or some of the Starbucks products. Now, Starbucks refreshers contain grape, non-kosher grape. You should not drink Starbucks refreshers. It's not bottle in the final product, not kosher. Dunkin' Donuts makes refreshers. It's the same company that makes both of them, and that's kosher, certified. They don't use grape juice. So in between... The Starbucks grape refresher and the Dunkin' refresher, they have 24 hours of Starbucks lemonade, Starbucks this, Starbucks that. So in previous urine, we discussed perhaps that you could have a heter of Stam Kalim in Ibn Ayoyma. Then maybe I, I could, then maybe I would be able to put him on mute. Thanks. Maybe I would have a heter of Stam Kalim in Ibn Ayoyma. But now if you if you have too much information. Now you're going to say, hold on a second. The non-certified product, especially a sophisticated item, which is made in, in America, and the company is a kosher certified company, the fact that they're not putting the kosher symbol on it, that's probably being run as a buffer between the trade and the kosher. Okay, you don't have to be concerned for it, but it's an interesting thing that, that we know for sure that these items are being used as a buffer in between the grape and the kosher certified product because the company doesn't want to be down for 24 hours. So that's another uh, another consideration. By treif, it wouldn't work. By by chatichanat, by uh, iser deraisa, it wouldn't work. By isurim derabanan, you have so, this so, heter. Someone so, so like me, who doesn't know this, I could rely on Stan Kalim or I have to call you. Yeah, right. yeah. So either way, you shouldn't drink it because the flavor, it's not, it's not certified. So the flavors are, are not kosher or whatever, not kosher certified. Now, if it was a simple drink, if it was just apple juice, so then you have other heterim. You have the fact that it's, it's it is kosher. You might have bitl against the kalim. You have uh, grape is only you know but only uh, aser six to one. You have other other considerations. Maybe the run itself kashered it. Again, if someone's on the airplane, an airplane, someone you have you know single strength uh, apple juice or even you know regular straight juice in a can or in a bottle. As long as there's no grape or flavors in the ingredients, halach is you're allowed to drink it. And you're relying on these Ethereum, but it's interesting that sometimes we know we're using it as a buffer. Yes. I'm sorry, I was walking. I missed the Nakuda. If we say Hanan, then even though it's not a Ben Yoimai, the original Blia wasn't the Ben Yoimai. But that original Blia came out and asked her because it was, no, was Ben Yoimai into the lemonade, right? Yeah. Uh, uh. So, okay. Here's a different example. You're had, you had, running pork, right? And now they're running tomato sauce. So the pork goes in the tomato sauce. The tomato sauce has a new fresh taste. It goes back in, and now you need another 24 hours. Yeah, I got okay. you. Thank you.
Okay, good. Fine. What else do you need to unmute? Okay, great. Next, let's see Sivzayim. Basar This halacha, Sivzayim, is all about knives. And it comes up in one's home, you use the wrong knife to cut your meat. Or uh, as Avi asked last week, if you want to use a blender, so it depends how fleshig your blender is, but using a blender for both milchiks and fleshiks, um, the question of of uh, going to buy fish, let's say from a non-certified fish store or supermarket, what's the what's the halacha with knives? So we'll, let's see the shulchan aruch, and we'll get to some of the background information as well. So you have a hot piece of meat that you cut with a milchik knife. Okay, not a good idea. So what happens here? So kol asura. The, the halacha is the entire piece, the entire meat is asr. So let's say you're, uh, you're, you're frying schnitzel and you want to cut it open to see if it's ready. You took the milchik knife, cut it open on the frying pan. So it's a clear isha and aleish. That entire piece of chicken is asr if you use the milchik knife. Of course, that's if you don't have shishim 60 times chicken against the sack and against the piece of meat. And by the way, it's only the piece, the piece of the knife, as we learned in Sif Aleph, we do not say So only the piece that touched the, the chicken would be Asr. Uh, and, and you have to throw it out. But if the knife was not a Ben or even if you're not sure if it's a Ben or not, it's only a Suffolk. Therefore we say It doesn't Asr the chicken, ela kadei klipa. It only answers a kadei klipa. Now let's explain one at a time. In a normal situation, we would say you have a, a, a knife touching a we we'll call it the relatively dry piece of meat. We would say it really shouldn't answer the entire piece because we know that in order for things to move, you need to have a liquid medium. We're going to learn this, Pesach Hashem. Later on, maybe in Simon Kofi, that's Hilchas Taruvis. There's a concept of tzli that let's say you took a, uh, I'll give you an example. You took a steak and you, or a piece of chicken, raw piece of chicken, and you put it onto a grill, treif grill. So we learned, of course, the, the, the chicken's asr. But the halacha is that since there's no liquid there, it only asrs kedena tila. Let's assume it's the size of a finger. We'll get to the exact details at the proper time. You have to take a kedena tila. You slice off the bottom, and the top is fine. If it didn't come into contact with the grill, because we're dealing with dry items, and therefore, since there's no liquid medium, there's no there's no issue. Now, the Rama throughout Yeridea's Machmir, that and this is again, this is we're touching on something that requires much more time. The Rama says that that we know that if something's fatty, the Gemara Chulin says if something's fatty, it's mifafea bekuloi. You don't even need a liquid. The fat. The, 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 the shuman will make the, the, the item spread. Nobody argues with that. But the Ramah in, in, traditionally says, as he always says, We're not bikin in what's called fatty, what's not fatty. And therefore, any time you have a, even a, a, a spatula or something touching, a, touching something on alaish, we assume it's mefafeh bekulay, the whole thing will become asr. The machaber, the shulchan does not hold like that. He says we are bakian. As long as it's not fatty, it would not answer the entire piece. 
However, in this case, when it's a knife, he agrees it does aser. Why is that? So the way the Achrenim explain is that you have two strikes against you. Number one, it's hot. It's boiling hot. It's reseach. And number two, the difference between a knife and, let's say, a ladle is that a knife has duchko disakino. Because the pressure of the knife, the resistance of the knife, causes a blia to come out. This is found in Hilcheshchita as well. Chazal understood that a blia will, 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 will shoot out uh, more vigorously when you have duchko disakino. When there's pressure, when there's resistance, that creates the, blue, the that causes the blia to spread. Now it doesn't what, have to be a knife. What makes a knife a klirishan though? Okay. No, so here it's al ish. It's it's in the frying pan. The, and the knife is also on the on the fire. You're saying. Oh, so you asking what about the case of the taz? I hear. I don't know. I'm not sure. But the, the either way, the keli is a, is a clear. The, the the chicken's a klirishan. So that would ask for the knife, the other way. The so over here when you're cutting it with a knife, now it doesn't have to be a knife. Let's you stick a fork in, and there's some resistance, even a spoon. And a knife is lobbed off, but let's say you're cutting a cheesecake or something soft, you're making mashed potatoes, and you can't find the spoon, and you took a knife, you don't have duchka de sakina, as long as they're soft, right, on the mashed potatoes. It has to be that there's some resistance. Um, the case, you know, a fork that you're sticking into something, cutting something, can even be a spoon, but that's duchka de sakina. Now, when it comes to duchka de sakina, there are three different uh, cases we're going to have. We'll see two of them tonight, and the other one we'll see in Simon Sadivav. The first two is when it's hot. That There's one question. Question number two is when it's cold. Question number three is even if it's cold, what if it's sharp? All your questions of onions and garlic and leek and all types of questions, radishes. So that's a question of when it's sharp. That's in Simen Sadivav. Okay, now the Shulchan Aruch here says that you have the meat that's uh, on the ash. If you want to give an example, we'll talk about the shawarma. You have a shawarma spit. It's on the fire, and you took the wrong uh, shaver to cut the shawarma. You had a milchik shawarma knife. I don't know how you had a knife, but you had a milchik knife, and you used that to slice the shawarma. So the halacha is, if you don't have shishim of shawarma against your knife, the shawarma is usr, because we're going to assume the blia of milchik knife, which was ben yoimoy, spread into the entire piece, because you duchka, you pushed it down. And you also have to kasher your knife. Now, by the way, if you're actually cutting shawarma, that knife probably needs libun, not just hagalop, because that's al ha'esh mamish. You need to do libun on that knife. Either way, you have to kasher the knife. Hagalop, libun, depending on how you used it. Now, the machaber says, what if you did have shishim? So you have a very big shawarma. You definitely have shishim against the knife. So the, the shawarma is fine. The knife, you have to kasher. But there's one chumrah here. The chumrah is, you still need to have, you still need to have, um, you still have to have to cut off a kadeh klipa or kadeh natila, a small amount, because we assume that it didn't spread evenly. That in order for bitl b'shishim to work, you would need a dairy blia to spread into the shawarma and be bottled, you know, you know, an even uh, a displacement, then you'd have bitl. A proportionate displacement. But over here, since the knife came into contact with that piece, you would toss that piece, a klipa, cut off a thin layer of that piece, and then you would uh, you'd be able to eat it. This comes up all the time. Someone took chicken out of the oven, and we're machmer, even a klisheni lechatchila, especially if it's a dover gush, and he took a milchik fork, he stuck it in, you would have to, uh, if it's not a dover shaman, you would have to slice off a klipa around where you put the fork in, 
before you eat the chicken. The Mechaber says, not only does this apply if it's Ben Yoimoy, but even if it's Ene Ben Yoimoy, or Mesopic, so it's really Mutter, but he says it's still Asus a Ktei Klipa, a small amount. So why is this? If it's Ene Ben Yoimoy, then the Bliya is non-existent. It's nice in town of Gam. We learned this, you know, a dozen times. So how could a knife, which is Ene Ben Yoimoy, answer a small thin layer of the shawarma? That's what the Mechaber says. It doesn't answer Elokadei Klipa. Why does it even answer a Klipa? So we have to think about how the Kalim used to look back in the day. And they had didn't have they didn't have soap in the home. They didn't have our uh, detergents, uh, steel wool. And there was always, they didn't have stainless steel perhaps, there was only there was always some residue left on the knife. So even though the blia, the absorbed taste, is old, 24 hours old, but there's some residue still on the knife. And many places can say, this is accepted by most of Mari Hara, that Bismanazet, if your knives are clean, if it's in a benyoimoy, you would not need to remove a klipa from this uh, from this chicken from the shawarma. Okay, so if you have ene binyama or bittel, you're, you're good to go on the so shawarma. So you're saying nice and gum is only on ablia. Ablias, but it's not on actual right. well, food that's stuck. Yeah, so there's two different things. If something is mama's junk, it's garbage, it's disgusting, you can't eat it. So that's not nice and tamal gum, that's in a royal achila. But let's say you go to a, you go to a, a park, uh, you go to a park, and there's a grill. And you you know, you had cameras in the park. Someone used it 36 hours ago. And there's still stuff left on the grill. So again, if it's six months later, a year later, you can say, okay, it's mamish nothing here. But if it's just 36 hours later, so that's not called noisy town of gam. Maybe there is some good taste to it, right? It's not perfectly clean. So the absorbed taste in the metal, in the grate, that we say once 24 hours is, has passed, it's no longer a, a good taste. But over here, it's, it's, it's Ben. And Ben, you don't have the Hector of 24 hours. Okay. Now, the Mechabe here is talking in a case where the Buster was on the fire. And the Ramah has, V'chol zeva Buster reseach b'kli rishon. V'oz im asaka menyoyma v'en shishim v'basa negat asaka nakalaser. V'af asaka n'sar chagala. Right? That's, that's what we're talking about. The Buster's on a kli rishon. You have chicken in a frying pan. Avlum hu b'kli sheni. But the Ramah says, if the chicken was taken off the frying pan, put on a plate, it's in a klisheni. So then, the ba- the basar tzarech klipa, the meat would need a klipa, but the hasakin ni'itza uh, bekarka, it would need to, again, you would assume that there's some small balia, you have to do ni'itza, which would work if you simply use steel wool. This is machlekes ha'poyskim, but most poyskim hold that if you would take steel wool and uh, clean the knife, that would, that would work. Now he says, You would have to be kailif, the buser, a little bit because of the shamnunas, the the fat that's on the knife. Now, many points can point out that the Ramah here is holding, at least the Chathila, that there's no issue of of Davar Gush or of Klisheni. However, our Minog is at least to be Machmer Chathila. And therefore, if a person took a knife and they cut chicken, a hot piece of chicken, even if it was in a klisheni, even if it was in a klishi, l'chatchila we would kasher the knife because the chicken is a dover gush, and l'chatchila we are machmir 
on Davar Groshin, you would kasher the knife. If you had a milchik knife that sliced the chicken, you would kasher the knife. Yes, Rabbi Yossi. Well, two things. Uh, I don't know why this meeting is going on. Who are the person who are not here? Because then it's not the Rechli Shur. What if, what if one time there was some, something left on the knife, you know? Um, that's a question. Olive, Baines. Yeah. Um, I don't mess around with me. Yeah, man. Okay, what was that? Baines, you just said no about the knife. Steel wool? <laughs> okay, I'll, go. I'll come back to you. Okay. Yeah, man. Okay, I'm sorry. But many posts can say that. I don't have it on me. I, my storm upstairs. But um, many posts can say that this, today it was only a concern based on that. But today you don't have to be worried about it. Oh, so now that, yes, as far as the needs of the car car. The needs of the car car. And, you know, how does it work? So the is like this. The reason why you would need Neitza, Neitza means, we didn't get into the, all the details, Neitza means, you know, one of the common misconceptions from 100 years ago was that some, some people would take their knives and they would put it into their uh, flower pots. You ever heard about this? And that was how they, they kept their knives. So where did it come from? Again, it's totally uh, missing the point. The, there was a concern that when you use a knife for something fatty, you would not be able to clean it very well. However, if you didn't eat sabakaka, if you would stick it into, um, the Gemara explains what type of dirt, you would stick it into dirt 10 times, so then the dirt would um, would, would uh, remove the fat. So, Ravelski Zetzal in many places said, today, good soap or steel wool, a good sponge, would, would do the same thing that an Itzah would do. I know Ravpam Zetzal did not go with this. He felt Chazal said Itza. So that's Nitza, and he said he should do Hagala instead. But especially over here, it's only a Chumrah. One, one could be Mako like uh, like Rebelski, and in many places that were Mako that that uh, steel wool and soap would work. Okay. There's another interesting uh, uh, Shiloh in the Paiskin, which we mentioned previously with the spoon. That the Halacha is that you only have to be concerned how, how much of the spoon went into the soup from Sif Aleph. So to here, only the amount of the knife that actually got, came into contact with the potato or chicken. What if you're not sure? Do we have the same hetarim and the, and the poskim say the same thing? That even though komilsa delay ramiel of inish lavadate, but over here, if a person she she thinks that I only cut this this part of the knife, I only use this part of the knife, uh, we could be mako, or otherwise you'd go with the stam. What people would do when using this knife to cut their to cut their food. So let's. So that's hot. What about cold? What 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 would a person do when uh, if they use the wrong knife for cold? So it seems like there would not be any issue at all because today, if your knife is clean, then there really should be no issue. And that's the halacha meikar adin. There are those paiskim, the chachmas adam, that says you should wash it. It's hard to know if he would be talking in a case where you know for sure that it's clean. That you you would let's say you cut a. You cut, uh, I don't know, um, you cut some chicken with a milchig knife, that and the chicken was cold, and the milchig knife was clean. So the Chach Masadam would say you should wash both the knife and the chicken before uh, using it next, and uh, before eating the chicken. So that's the Chach Masadam. But that's assuming it is clean. What if it's not clean? So then, if there's Shamnunis, so there will be reason to say you will need to do this Klippa, as the Ramah says, Yesh Likloif HaBasr Ma'at, Mishum Shamnunis Hasakan because of the Shamnunis of the Sakan of the of the knife. So this comes up in a fish store. Let's say a person is shopping in a non kosher certified fish store, 
and they ask them to cut up some salmon for them. So they know the salmon's kosher. It has, uh, it looks like salmon, smells like salmon. So salmon's kosher. Other fish, you'd have to make sure there's skin on it and double check that there's scales. But salmon, we said, does not need hashkacha. As long as it looks like salmon, there is no non-kosher fish that looks like salmon. So when the fellow is cutting it up for you, so if he's using a dirty knife, you have to be concerned for Siv Zion. What do I do? So it depends how you look at it. If it's Ducha de Sakina, if you want to say that slicing salmon is the pressure and there's, there's some resistance, so then you need to do a klipa. You would have to peel off the point of incision. And some people do this. So they have a big salmon, but it was only cut on one end. So they would take a knife when they get back home and they would scrape off a thin layer of the incision point. Now that's lechumra, and if you know they use a dirty knife, then that's what you should do. However, if the knife was clean, there's even a chumrah to clean the cutting board as well. So let's say you had parchment paper, brand new paper for you, and a clean knife. So then halacha has nothing to do. There's no need to be concerned. Maybe there's a chumrah of the chachma sadam to wash it first, but that would be fine. Now this case that I gave you is when you asked him to cut a slice for you. Or you want to, you had a big piece of salmon, you asked him, I want to make steaks. So can you please cut it into four, you know, into two two by four inches? What if you go to Costco or you go to uh, Whole Foods, go to one of these supermarket chains, and they have they have pre-sliced salmon uh, packaged already? Do I have to be concerned for all these chashashas? So there's different setups of what supermarkets do, and it's it will be you know nice to find out what your supermarket does. Many of them. Don't do any of the fish processing themselves. It's a headache. There's uh, you know FDA regulations. They have someone locally, especially in a big city. Someone else does it. They outsource it. And in those places, they they have you know let's say they have tables dedicated for salmon. At least at that point, they'll do four hours of salmon and they package it for Costco. They package it for Sam's Club. They package it for I don't know Stop and Shop. And they salmon, salmon, salmon. They spray the whole thing down. Send the knives to the dishwasher. And now we're doing uh, shrimp. So it's oh, it's segregated by nature. And they wash their knives. And, and I was in one of the, some of these places. Any knife that falls on the floor, they anyway throw, throw into the into the dishwasher. You're not going to have a cross-contamination. That's, is there a problem? Is there a problem if the guy, you know, if you cut, use a knife to cut non-kosher fish? So, uh, so, hey, so, so, so in this case, it's such a broad, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's highly commercialized. They're not supposed to be using it for non-kosher fish at the same time. They usually dedicate it for one type of fish at a time. They don't want cross-contamination. Now, in that situation, you could actually give hashkoch on it. It's so good. But let's say it's not so perfect. And you might have uh, someone cut something in between. So the halacha is like this. Since we have hundreds of salmons on, on the shelf, so you have bitl. That how much iser, how much shamnunas could be on this knife? One ounce? I mean, think about it. Exaggerate. Three three fluid ounces? You have hundreds of pieces of salmon. You definitely have bitle of salmon against any shamnunas left on the knife. That's one way of viewing it, using the terminology of bitle. Another way would be, there's only one or two pieces that would actually have the shamnunas from, from the shrimp, right? So Because they do hundreds at a time. So which one is it? Who's to say it's mine? Called the parish, Miruba parish. 
I'm allowed to go by roiv, and I, I could take uh, I could take any salmon, and that's the halacha. Same thing would apply to cut up fruit. I'm not saying you're in uh, you know you're in Afghanistan, but if if in in a normal supermarket where they have you know well, you don't gotta go you don't gotta go too far. You just go as far as the orchard. The guy cuts fish the back then, and then he cuts fruit two minutes later. The same so knife. I, I never understand the whole. Yeah, I don't think he use the I, same. I, I, how do you know? How come it doesn't? In a chalami. So one second, one second. So let so let's say he let, let I, I think he would clean it because you, you people are allergic to fish. In a chalami. So so you have to rely on bittel. It's not it's not you're not saying it's 100 percent kosher. You're relying on bittel, meaning he has one knife, right? That knife was used to slice lox, which is kosher. But let's say he would use it to slice non-kosher, right? So then, how much bulia is in this knife? Again, it's cold. There's probably no ducha de sakina, depending how hard those peaches are. But maybe you have ducha de sakina. But even if you do, it can only answer could they clip us or or, or or yeah, you'd have a clipa because of the shamunis, but only one clipa. So where's the clipa? Is it in this watermelon, you know, sliced watermelon bowl? Is it in this fruit salad? There's only one clipa of iser in the entire store because he cut up all this what fruit. About, what and, about the fact that it's cutting through the shell and the shell is not even part of what you're buying? So could be the shell. Oh, so you be taller, yeah. Also, the shell got the, got the blia. Yeah. The only time we'll be in a gap, I, I once, you know, Rabelsky was saying this in Shir, so I, I bothered him afterwards. And he said, the only time he really is concerned when we pushed him, because he said he shouldn't eat cut up fruits, we asked him, what do you, what do you mean, we have all these different ethereum. He said, the only time he's really concerned is in one of these bodegas where you go, you go, to, you go, to, you go to the counter and he has like two slices of mango that he cut five seconds ago after he cut his ham sandwich. So there, there's no, you don't have a, uh, uh, the multiple, you don't have 20 uh, fruit salads for sale. You have one cut up mango. And there you, you might not have bitto. Or if he cuts it for you on the spot, you want to try an avocado, he slices the avocado taking the dirty knife. So that's when you have an issue. But in most situations, um, you have uh, you, you would not have these issues of, of, of a knife. And therefore, again, if you're buying it in a supermarket, let's say you're buying pre-sliced salmon. It's on the shelf. You're taking a product off the shelf whether it's cut up fruit, a fruit cup in the airport, you have a sliced salmon in, in Costco, you do not have to be concerned for the knife. Even if they don't clean it in between, you either have bitl bashishim, you have batal baraiv, you have all types of different ways of, of using the term bitl to tell me that I'm allowed to eat the, the cut fruit or What about the, the same. grapes in these places where the grapes are a little bit squeezed? Is that a problem with the, with the yaya issue? It would only be a problem if there's hamshacha. Hamshacha is when the the juice is separated from the grape, so in Hanami, if, if the if if they had grape juice in the bottom and now they threw threw the grapes out, so then you do have you do have them so, so generally the grapes are in it and it's being squeezed from the other fruits. Not a problem. Would you say it's not a problem, even though it's, there's juice, some grape. Yeah, that's halacha. Unless it's, unless until the separation, there's no issue. In fact, in in, in the your kosher supervised grape juice in the fields when they when they process it, there's no yid in there. They're 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 plucking the grapes, and you have a buildup of grapes and 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 grape juice. And juice. So what's called separation? So when it's separate, there's no the the, the juice is separated, filtered out, filtered, or, filtered. In different canon. Yeah. So the, no, many the years ago, always would be together. You say. Yeah, many years ago there was many rabbanim were very against the uh, one of the big hashkachas uh, giving hashkacha on 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 grape juice in Washington. Basically, the 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 equipment. Would shake the tree, and the grapes would be caught. But the the 
what do you call it? From the, the reaction to it was that you have some juice oozing and the equipment is made to not lose any juice. So it would collect in the bottom of the bins. So when they dump it into the grape juice vat, you would have grapes, which are fine, kosher. But you had grape juice that there was hamshacha. So that's there for a long time. When Arbelsi came to the OU, so I already gave, out, gave it out who the information was. So he, he had one of two eights had to, had to figure it out. Either they would put in right away, they would put grapes into the bottom of the bins before they started picking, but it's very hard to monitor it. What they end up doing now, the way I understand from, from one of the Rabbanim involved, is that they, 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 have to, they have to jailbreak this equipment. They don't allow them to use standard equipment to harvest the grapes. Because if they use standard equipment, you're going to have grape juice uh, falling in, or you have to figure you have to break the holes and make the holes bigger so that actual grape parts go into it. Now, right, up until I'm shocked, there's no issue. It happens to be what they do is, especially with grape juice concentrate, not a fancy wine, but grape juice concentrate, they take this whole mush of grapes, seed, peel, and they pasteurize the entire thing. So once that's pasteurized, then that's already mavushal, and there's nothing else to worry about. So you only need a mashkiach, really, to make sure that there's no hamshacha, there's no separation before they dump everything into the pasteurizer, and to make sure that there's no other grape juice in the, in, in the facility. But what, they, 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 pa they pasteurize the entire thing uh, with the grapes, with the, with the peels on, they just, they just pasteurize the whole mush, and that's how they, they make a mavushal right away, and that, that ends up becoming grape juice concentrate. Okay. Let's see Sivches and Sivtes quickly, and, and we'll stop. So Sivches, Imnafel Latanar Panadish Givina Afilu Lecha. So you have a, um, we'll call it a cheese roll, falls, um, I'm sorry, you have a piece of cheese that falls on a Panadish, it falls on a deli roll. Vechein Givina Chama, Bekara Basar Basyama, or a hot piece of cheese fell on a fleshic plate. So in this case, both of these cases, you don't have a liquid medium. It's moist, but you don't have a liquid. As you mentioned quickly before, it only asks a klipa. The Ramah does not argue here. The Ramah leaves it to Simon Kofay. <coughs> so we will follow suit and not discuss it. Siftes. This we saw in Simon Tzadihei. So as you see, Siftes is a segue to Simon Tzadihei, but we already learned Simon Tzadihei. So Siftes should be uh, pretty straightforward. So you cooked honey, or you cooked vegetable soup in a fleshic pot, now, while it's hot, you poured it into a milchig bowl or another milchig pot, so you went from fleshic pot to milchig pot, but it's a parv vegetable soup. You're allowed to eat the soup. This is a not by not teatera. And there will be no problem. Now, many places can say this only works, but you shouldn't be doing this, but even the Ramah agrees that this would not be a problem. This is not or not the hetera, and you'd be allowed to eat uh, the soup, and it didn't ruin your milchik bowl.